0: Hello everybody, I'm so excited to be joined on this episode with my dear friend Christine All, who is going to share her remarkable and profound testimony about walking through adultery with her husband, who I love, and he is actually going to be part two of this two-part podcast series, and we're going to get his testimony of being on the other side of that journey. So let's kick it off with Christine and be so grateful um, to her and to Taylor for being so vulnerable with us that we get to take this testimony to heart. So let's check it out. This is the Gaining My Perspective podcast, and you're hanging here with me, Wendy Cunningham. You're here to get empowered, inspired, informed, and encouraged as we navigate the everyday journey of this crazy life. Stick around, cause we're gonna laugh, and we're gonna learn. And above all else, we're gonna gain perspective. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating.
1: All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer, they've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
0: All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm joined today with my dear friend, and this is actually going to be kind of part one of two parts of a, I just think, so such an important and necessary testimony about Victory in marriage after walking through season, a season, a long season of Mm -hmm. adultery. And so I am super excited to welcome my friend Christine all. And I am part two is going to include her husband Taylor, which I think is just so great that both of you are willing to come. And it's just such a testament that. To you guys that you're on the other side of this and that you are walking in victory and you're, you're well on the other side of this. And I know this is going to be such an encouragement to anyone listening who's walked through something like this or anyone who's listening that knows someone who has walked through something like this. Maybe you're currently walking through something like this. And as Christine and I have talked about and we'll talk about today, it doesn't matter if the Issue that you're walking through is specifically adultery or um, some sort of betrayal. All sin is the same in, in the traps that it sets, right? All, all sin can lead to the same sorts of feelings, emotions, cycles, um, despair. <laughs> uh, but, but God is the victor. And this is such a story of Christine, specifically her obedience to the Lord. In this is so remarkable to me that I'm just so excited to share her story. And I don't want to get too far out in front of you and what you want to share, Christine, but thank you so much for being vulnerable and coming on and sharing with us today.
1: Yeah. Amen. I think um, this is definitely a season in my life where I feel like God is just like, be transparent. Let me be glorified. And that's what I want to do. So, Um, so excited. Yes.
0: So I know Christine, before you get jump in, I know Christine from, um, you know, through mutual friends and she lives here in Nashville. She's also from California. And so we kind of have that in common. And I know this couple to be, you know, we go to the same church, very rock solid in their faith. Both of them rock solid in their marriage, their parents, um, to two kiddos, um, Lydia's what is she, gosh, where is she? 12. 12 now yes she is of eight I hope to find her in the temple
1: with Jesus (laughs) I haven't well I mean she she's there but you know she hasn't just run off and done that yet
0: I get you and (laughs) how old's Oliver
1: Oliver is eight now yeah eight years
0: take me take me back to the beginning you guys have been married how long all right so we have been married for 15 years
1: this last august hooray Um, yep we have made it and by god's grace indeed so we um let's just go back you know to the very beginning of that it's a good place to start um you know 15 years ago taylor and i um get married and before we get married Um, I am in a place where, you know, I have, you know, I've given my life to the Lord. I have had a season before him where I have done so many things that I can't take back. And I have learned that God's ways are much, much better than my ways. Um, and so in meeting Taylor, I honestly didn't even really want to date him. I, I was happy. (laughs) And I was secure in being with just the Lord. Um, so when that relationship started, um, I was very hesitant. And I, as it things progressed, I was still just in this place of like, okay, Lord, like I, I need to hear from you. I need to know, like, is this really? is this really the person that you want me to be with? Because your plans are better than my plans. Your ways are better than my ways. So although I like this person, although he makes me laugh more than anybody I have ever (laughs) laughed with in my life, is this, is this what you want, God? Because I know that if it's not what you want, it's not going to be good. But if it is what you want, it's going to be good. And in asking God that I was just praying in my room, that prayer. And it was the first time I ever really heard an audible voice from the Lord that just said, yes, like I, this is who I want you to marry. So, you know, in my mind, you know, you get this, you get this yes from the Lord and you're like, okay, well then like, it's a promise almost of like, you know, God, God has me and he's gonna, he's gonna take my hand and, and, um, and it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. in my mind, you know, um, I think we all have in our mind of what, what is good, right. In our own (laughs) of what is good. And so we get married fast forward about five years later. And, um, you know, I find out that he's walking in this, you know, in some deep, you know, sin issues. Um, and I have, you know, now I have a choice to make. Is this something, you know, am I going to, am I going to take my own pain and my own feelings? And am I going to let that manifest into what I want my life to be? Or am I going to be able to lay these things down and really just say, God, whatever you want to do in this situation, um, I want to do that. And thankfully, the Lord met me in that place. Um, I, you know, recently, you know, just finding those things out, I was trying to put my, my daughter's clothes away. She was really little and I was in her room and probably just shaking and crying. And, um, I remember just kneeling down to put her clothes in the drawer. And as soon as my knees hit the floor, God took me back to my bedroom before we were married. And he said, he's like, remember, you know, I told you yes. And, and I will walk you through this um i will see you through this and it was just such a powerful moment um because i knew that the lord had given me a promise and yet here i am in this moment where i'm really petitioning the lord just saying like you know as i'm trying to put these clothes away i'm just saying like god what like why am i in this place what has happened i thought i heard you i thought that you told me that this was what you wanted me to do and um, just really, you know, laying my heart out to the Lord and questioning him, which people need to know God can handle your questions. Mm -hmm. He can handle those feelings and he's a good God and he will answer. And he, he did. And, um, the beautiful thing about what he said to me was he didn't say, I'm going to heal your marriage. And he didn't say, It's time to divorce Taylor and get your stuff and leave. He said, I will walk you through this, which is a call to faith. Mm. Um, you, You know, we have these moments in our lives where we can make a decision based off of our feelings or we can lay those feelings down and we can be obedient to the Lord. And what I really felt like the Lord was grasping at me at, because it's not just Taylor that God wanted to work on in that season. God wanted to work on my heart as well. Mm. And, you know, just going back to even the prayer that I prayed, you know, you ask God, you know, for permission to do things, believing that it's going to be good, but that doesn't mean that it's always going to be good the way that we think it's good.
0: So, true.
1: yeah. So, I mean, I, I really had to lay down what I desired, um, anything that I desired. And I had to make the choice of, am I going to listen to the Lord? Am I going to look at Taylor the way that God looks at Taylor? Am I going to take my pain and take it to the cross? Or am I going to take it to a human Hmm. and, and let those, you know, feelings manifest? Or am I really going to just put these things on the cross and then listen and obey to what God wants me to do? So
0: if I can stop you for a sec, just to kind of get some clarity. So you're now married, you have a little baby and you discover that he has had an affair. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Does he know you know? No. So I know he doesn't know that I know. So I have to, you know, I have to come to him with this information and, you know, and, you know, I, I, I mean, I think whatever sin you're talking about, it has to be confronted. Right. And, you know, and then you kind of have to leave that with them as far as what they're going to do with it. And you can't, you can't expect a broken person to, you can't expect to be in a marriage and, and that it's just going to heal because now it's out in the open. Right. We have to remember that, you know, That Taylor had to be healed by God. He had to repent before our marriage could ever be worked on. So, the place that God had to bring me to was Are you willing to stay in a place where your feelings are really, you know, they've already been dismissed? And Mm -hmm. are you willing to stay in that place and look at Taylor the way that I look at Taylor and give him an opportunity? And you know to find me, to he- and for me to heal to heal this marriage, and that's what I really felt like God was calling me to do was to stay. Um,
0: and you know so this it's is, this whole conversation with God is happening right after you find out before you've brought it to Taylor.
1: Well, I would say that multiple conversations throughout, this you know, the the whole process. It was it's a constant. You know, it's a constant yielding of yourself in these moments because there's so many emotions that are brought up with each situation, each conversation, and you're going to have to take those things to the great counselor, each one of those things. You're going to have to allow God, you know, God to be the one to heal those areas in your heart, to help you know what to say, what to do. You know, I think that not to discount, like going to a counselor, I definitely, you know, found a church leader who was a counselor and spoke with her, you know, um, multiple times and prayed, but none of, I mean, nothing of the world's wisdom honestly is going to get anybody
0: through this. Oh, so good.
1: You're not to, you know, and I'm not saying that those things aren't good because they help you process your emotions. Right. But those, those things need to just be brought to Jesus. He's already, he has a specific rescue plan for every single person, for every single person's story, whatever that is. And when you bring it to him, he has a plan for you and you may not be able to see, you know, the, the, you know, the plans, like they're drawn out on paper from beginning to end, God is never typically going to just show you what's going to, you know, how this is going to, how this is going to start and how this is going to end. It's a faith journey where God wants to build a relationship with you, where you trust him and know that he is always good. And whether or not your marriage works or it doesn't work, he has a plan. Um, And his plan is always that your marriage should be restored. Let's just get that down. His plan is always that should be restored. But if it doesn't, can you be okay? Can you still listen and obey God and stay when he asks you to stay, go when he asks you to go? Because neither is easy. There's moments where it would have been very easy for me to go. It would have been very easy for me to stay you know, um, there's, you know, there's certain times where, you know, we had to have, you know, like I had to be separate. I said, like, you know, I had to be like, you you can't stay here. Like, you know, there's, there's certain boundaries that had to be made. And God showed me those things all the way through of how that needed to work. But I had to be willing to submit myself to him and say, he knows better than I know. And he's going to show me
0: the way. So, I think it's an important thing to add to the story that this, this wasn't just one instance, right? This was a, Oh no. Yeah. There was uh, sin addiction.
1: Yes. Yeah. It was definitely, I mean, you could, you could definitely compare it to, you know, um, an addict with drugs. It was, it's very similar. This, um, the sin issue that I, the bondage that he was in. Yeah. Is very similar to like a drug addiction. And, um, you know, when he comes on the podcast next, he can talk more about that. Um, and what that was like and how, you know, restoration really, you know, happened for him, but for me and dealing with the multiple issues and, you know, I guess people listening, how do you deal with that? You know, and how do you allow yourself to, you know, stay in that, you know, thinking of it being like, you know, you're, you're just staying in abuse, in abusive situation. I was always safe. I was never in, in a, you know, in my mind in an abusive situation, I had made a conscious decision to allow God to lead me through this process. And, drowning out the voices of, you know, man was really, I, I needed to do that to see my miracle. I needed to hear God, because if I would have listened to the people that said, you need to be done with this, you need, you know, this, this, you know, if I would have listened and I was very careful about who I told about this. Um, and I've just recently, we've just recently started talking about this because we are on the other side of it. This is years long. This was years long, yeah. So I would say, let's say year five through probably year eight or nine, it was yeah. a long. It was a long process of, you know, um, of redemption for you know of of healing and of you know getting to a place where. Taylor was completely repentant and broken and a brand new person. And I'll say that when you see that you'll know it, but um, yeah, but, but during that process um, there was just a lot that God had to pull off of both of us to get to that place. And I guess again, for your listeners, like it's so good to focus focusing on God But allowing God to heal you and focus on what you need to do in that situation and not just fixing the other person is really important. You can't expect that you're just there to heal this other person and you're just fine. Sure. Yeah. God wants to do a work in the two of you. Um, to really bring about his restoration story for you.
0: Yeah. That was so remarkable to me when you were talking to me about this testimony it was just that, and you said it kind of so, so, you know, matter of factly at the beginning of this that your feelings have already been cast aside in yeah. in the the hurt that your husband has done to you. Obviously, your feelings are being disregarded. and it would feel like and seem like, when God is asking you to stay, <laughs> that right. well what about my feelings right and and that is just being, this isn't really about your feelings right. right this moment, and I think this is where we get so caught up in the natural is well, yeah. what about me and my feelings? and right. yeah they're broken, and I'm sure God's heart was broken for you and for Taylor, but right He was asking you to stay and war for your husband because God wanted your husband and he was using you in that miracle and that you had the wherewithal to see that in your pain is really profound.
1: Yeah. I mean, and again, it's just, God was so gracious about from the very beginning, even before we were married about giving me that promise and then meeting me at the very beginning of this restoration story with another promise of, I will walk you through this. And knowing, you know, whether or not it would work or not, knowing that God had me, um, was just so important for my learning process in that. Um, because of, that was something that, you know, that needed to be displayed to Taylor, I think too, of just, you know, no matter what you've done, no matter where you are, God loves you, God has you. He wants to see you whole and restored. And if I can if I can lay down my pain and my hurt and my sin issues and um and I believe that Jesus has completely healed me of that, then I've got to believe that he wants this for you. Mm. And you're right, it is kind of a matter of fact statement, but it comes from just that deep desire of just like, God, look what you've already done in my life. Look at what you've already healed in my life and the broken places where I have been. And now this is where you have me. This is where you've called me to be. And my deepest desire is to please you, Lord. It's not to shout from the rooftops about my pain and what has ha- what's happening to me. It's no, I actually believe you. He- I'm not supposed to carry this pain, but that you've healed this pain and I can bring it to you and you alone. I don't need to bring this to every person around me and tell them about it, which wow. is honestly is very damaging for your marriage if you want to see it restored. That's profound. Yeah. <laughs> if you will, if you, I, and you know, and I say that, I know that's harsh because a lot of people, you know, I'm not discred- I mean, I'm not discrediting their pain because it is like death. It feels like death. but, but God, right? Mm-hmm. But God can bring life to you and nobody else can. Mm-hmm. So for the people that are listening that just feel like this is too much pain, this is too much hurt. I need help. I just, I just pray that you would take that to God because he is the only one, the only one that can heal it for you. And he will speak life over you.
0: So you, I also find it so remarkable that you really didn't have any kind of promise from God, as many promises as you felt you had from him that you would see restoration. No. Yeah, no, it's truly faith. You're not walking towards a promise where, you know, at the end, how it's going to work out. You don't know how it's going to work out.
1: No. And the beautiful thing about that is what I just love about that is that's just such that is God's character, right? He, he wants us to trust us. He wants to build our faith in him. He wants us to know that he is a good God. So here he is telling me, I'll walk you through this. And here I am. And I have a choice to believe in who he is and know his character. That's, I mean, what, what more can you, I mean, how else were you going to build your faith? That's a good faith builder right there. Right. And so you feel like you're at the end of yourself. Right. And yet God is just like, but my character, but who I am. And when you can land on him being that solid rock on which you stand on, if we can land on that, we know that we can face anything,
0: right? So I think another profound thing here that I'm pulling out that is unique about your story, and this is a testament to you and who you are, is so frequently we cling to each other. And you kind of mentioned this, you know, we cling to the other flawed human on the other side of this. And we seek, I need you to choose me. I need, you know, it's, it's some, we're asking this flawed person who has already broken (laughs) the thing to know, glue the thing back together. Right. And, and I've, you know, talked to you about that. Tom and I have walked through, not this, but a a deception. And, and once there's a deception, the trust is broken, right? It doesn't really matter what causes the deception when the trust is broken. It is really, um, it's instantly lonely and disorienting and all of the things. And it is really because he's the one that broke it. You feel like he's the one that needs to fix it. He's the one that should restore this trust. And he needs to be the one to restore my confidence and all my insecurities. You need to fix them, you know, but yeah, you're exactly right. That none of that can come from the flawed man that did the hurting.
1: Right. Right. Because they will, you know, whether they're restored or not, they're all, they're always going to be a person that could fall short of the glory of God. They're, they're never going to, yeah, they're never going to be perfect and i it's so easy for us to make our spouse into these idols mm. which was a process that god had to work out for me um i think i definitely had some codependency there that god wanted to break off my life and be like no like in anything like you you need to trust me in in all things you need to trust me to be the healer to be the restorer to be the one to do the work yes taylor has a choice And his choice, you know, could have, you know, could have manifested in different ways. And, and I understood that, but what we, what God was doing was giving him an opportunity to respond. Mm -hmm. And if, if we're able to just put those goggles on and look at somebody through Jesus's eyes Mm -hmm. and say, the most important thing in this situation is not necessarily my marriage or my feelings. Or the fact that I want my daughter to, you know, have a a healed and restored, you know, father, because that was, you know, a huge thing I had to lay down. But actually just the the most important thing is that Taylor repents and that he has life and life abundant and he has salvation in Jesus Christ. Can we storm the gates of hell for somebody who's hurting us? Mm. Ooh, yeah, it's hard. It's well, hard. but I mean and again, that that was a long process of God working that out through me and showing me things in myself that I had built up in Taylor to be you know that idol of um, protection of, you know, not to say your husband shouldn't be a, you know, a source of protection, but if he's not looking to Jesus first, that's not going to come from the right place. It's going to come from flesh and not from God. And what I desired, you know, the whole process through is not to have my marriage the way that it was, but to have the marriage, the way that it should have always been Mm -hmm. where Taylor is getting everything from God. And, honestly and truthfully, like, I I mean, I could go into tears about, I mean, who he is now. It, It really is amazing what God has done with him and how the enemy was trying to rob him of that.
0: God's goodness brings in a couple that you guys met through church. Is that right? That had walked through something similar.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, Towards the end of all of this, when I really felt like, God, I can't do this anymore, um, God had brought us a couple who, um, for an even even longer period of time, um, the husband had walked out adultery for, I think, like a 20-year span. It was a long time that she had no idea. And God had healed and restored their marriage and they were a, an intricate, they, they were an intricate part of our healing. I would say, especially for Taylor, um, just the feelings of, for him, of just being disqualified Hmm. of feeling like he had, um, there was no way back to redemption. What a testimony for, you know, that couple to come into our life and just speak truth in life to him and show him what. God can do. Um that was a blessing. But yeah, they um they came in towards the end and when Taylor did finally, you know, break down, it was in their driveway. <laughs> he mm-hmm. I had I think thrown him out for the last time and he went there and um God got a hold of him and I mean just completely broke him and Holy Spirit did a work that only he can do.
0: And he was brand new. And it was complete in that. Oh, this- it
1: was complete in that. Well, you know, he was at a place when that happened. What, the completeness of that was that he didn't care anymore what he had to do to make things right. He would do whatever he needed to do. Do I need to, you know, it was, you know, do you want me to go to counseling? Do you want me to talk to this person? Do I need to give my phone to this person? Do I need to, you know what he's like, whatever I had to do, I was willing to do it because what I wanted more than anything
0: was God and the life that God had for me. This is like the perfect picture of what repentance actually looks like, because I think sometimes, you know, we're like, I'm sorry. We, we don't really understand the gravity of what repentance is to walk out. It requires massive amounts of humility, which right. is so impossible right. for us, right. <laughs> all of us, yeah. each of us. and. Yeah and brokenness, but also that spirit of, you know, to repent actually means to turn away from, right. So to fully be, I'm no longer, I mean, I'm a, I'm a visual person. So I always think of me physically turning my back on whatever it is and walking in the opposite direction. So there's no chance of a stumble. There's no chance I'm going to be falling into that same sin again, because I'm literally walking in the opposite direction of it. You know, I'm not walking beside it. I'm not just kind of away from it, or right. I'm muscling in my own strength, right? Right. Right. But I'm fully in hum in humility, turning away from and moving in the opposite direction of. But yeah, or to what, and again, we'll hear more from Taylor, but similar to his experience, my husband's healing and deliverance was, was so miraculously complete when it happened that it's really hard to believe that it's real. It's hard to believe that's like how it goes down. So tell me a little bit about when you, when he comes back and says, you know, I'm done, I'm ready to walk in, in a new life with you know repentance and humility and you know how do you receive that and how do you trust that
1: yeah I mean I would love to say that I was like you know when the prodigal son <laughs> returns and lifted Taylor up on my shoulders but I would say that it wasn't it wasn't horribly far off from that but I definitely you know when we go back to talking about you know um, when we were talking earlier about trust um, a powerful statement that you know I had heard when I was going through all of this, uh process was you know from god just saying you know you you may not be able to trust taylor but you can trust me in him so good and so walking out that part of the process with him um it was definitely a building experience of of trust but trusting god in him and um really relying you know to on the word of god that just says like you know by your fruit you will know him mm. so as I walk this out, and it's like, okay, I've had all of these in- instances now where you know the fruit has not been good. I keep seeing bad fruit, and mm-hmm. um, and then walking that out the opposite direction where you you can see the fruit, you can see the light in his eyes, you can see the repentant heart, and you know God working through him. It's a it's a trusting process of just listening to god's word you know reading god's word and then watching that manifest in taylor and that yeah i guess that's how i would say that that process really went and yeah of course there were moments where it was just like i'm not feeling very safe right now you know like what's he doing here what's he doing there but taking those thoughts captive to the obedience of christ right taking all those thoughts captive to the obedience of christ and just saying okay god this is my feeling right now. Show me what to do with it. Tell me if I need to speak to him. Tell me if I need to, you know, talk to, you know, cause he had, you know, a man in his life, you know, at that point too, that he was regularly talking to, um, do I need to check in with this person and just say, Hey, these are some things that I'm, I'm discerning. Um, what are you discerning and um does this need to be talked about or not and then laying that down and not holding that mm. that fear because it's very easy to stay in that place of fear and your own feelings because yeah i mean let's be real like it, nobody wants to be hurt right nobody wants to be hurt but if you can be willing to say even if you know even if i get hurt this time I, Maybe God will change it the next time, you know, not to say like, not nothing about abuse. I don't want anybody staying in an abusive situation. I'm talking about small, like I'm talking about, you know, Taylor, maybe, you know, I ask him a question and he lies to me or something. And then he comes back and he says, you know, this is like early stages. And he says, you know what? I shouldn't have lied to you. And I need to tell you this. And then the next time when I ask him something, he tells the truth. And the next time I tell him, you know, like getting to a place where it's like, okay, we're human. We're Mm -hmm. human. This is a process that we all have to walk out, Mm -hmm. Um, but it is a process. And we need to learn to have grace in those processes instead of just focusing on our own hurt and our own pain and our own feelings, because God can work those miracles. If you're willing to stand in the gap with Jesus.
0: So talk to me about forgiveness, because obviously that's a part of it, but it's a, also a process and it's not one time. And you also mentioned to me once that you had an opportunity to speak to one, if not more than one of the other women on the phone and that your it almost just flew out of your mouth. I forgive you. I forgive you, you know, before, before you could let, Flesh take over.
1: <laughs> yeah. Praise God that He from I feel like a very early age has just taught me to be quick to forgive. Um it, I mean it sounds simple, but being quick to forgive, it will it will stop bitterness in its tracks. Mm. If you hold on to unforgiveness, that's where bitterness can manifest and then take root was I good at this the whole time? Absolutely not. Were there moments where it was like, maybe I, I need a second before I can say anything to you or yeah, absolutely. But I do feel like God graced me in situations where it was like, you know what? I, I need to be quick to forgive because if I hold on to this, it, it's not, that's not of him. If God can, yeah. If God can forgive me for everything that I have done, who am I to not forgive these people? What is that going to do other than cause bitterness and anger and more pain and frustration? So, yeah, there was a moment where I had to talk with one of the women on the phone and um, and I just, yeah, I just felt like the Lord was just pressing me of just, you know, like this needs to be, and there was just such an ease to it, honestly and truthfully, because it's like we have to remember that the enemy is the one that is trapping everybody in these things and trying to rob us. Right. And when Jesus died on the cross and took all of that to the cross, that forgiveness that we don't deserve, that changes lives. Mm. And if we can forgive people, if we can, if we can forgive ourselves, if we can forgive somebody else um, in those, in those hard moments, how's that going to affect them? Like, Maybe that can change the course of this person's life. I don't know. The goal is still salvation for everybody in, it, in this process. But yeah, it was um it was a conversation that um I, you know, and there there were there were a few of them with different women. And each time I just felt like God had given me so much grace to just be like, okay, let's be quick to forgive
0: and let's speak it out. Wow. I don't think I have that. Well, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That takes mass. I mean, really what it what it takes is maturity in your faith, right? I mean, so uh, there's- just
1: great- knowing, It's just knowing, like, honestly and truthfully, it's just being obedient.
0: Sure. Like,
1: I may not even feel this at this moment. I may not even feel like, I'm necessarily processing these feelings of forgiveness for you, but I'm gonna speak this out because I know it's what God wants me to do. And then He will work the rest out.
0: Which takes yeah. obedience takes maturity and right. faith. And there's grace in that too, because I also don't want anyone feeling condemnation if they're not in that place of right. Exactly. It's not there. I'm not ready to forgive her or him or whoever right. you're you're holding on to. And and that's understandable and there's grace in that and but let this be an encouragement rather than a condemnation because and again not to say that if that's how you're feeling that you're you're immature in your faith but i know that's where it comes from for me when i think back to walking through infidelity in previous relationships i had no maturity no maturity in my, and I had no faith at that, at that time in my life, but there was just, I was not able to handle that in that level of maturity. So it is a process, you know, it is a process.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know for anybody listening, please hear my heart. This is not easy. None of this is easy. What I just feel like God has always been trying to, you know, whenever I talk about this, what I feel like he really just wants to say is that my ways are better. And I know this is really hard, but if you can trust me and if you can obey and if you can just try, just try to do the hard thing right now. I will produce something out of that that you could never have done on your own.
0: Hmm. I know you said that God, you know, you would hear him say that he, he just wants you to war for your husband, war for, you know, I'm here for Taylor. I'm I'm warring for his soul. And I remember you saying also that you'd be like I just don't know if I could do it anymore and that God right. was tender in that that I know if you need to leave, you can leave. Like you were released Um, and given permission, Yeah. but but will you stay? Will you stay?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was, I remember that like it was yesterday of just, there was one particular moment where I was just like, I've had this conversation with you before God. And I don't want to have this conversation with you because I know where this leads, but I was just sitting on the steps in my garage and, you know, crying, praying. And I'm just like, Lord, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, this is too much. It's too much. And God was like, that's fine. Like, you can go. It's okay. Like, it's all right. But will you stay? And I'm just like, oh, like I do. I remember just being like, really? Like, really? And you know, it just, and it took me a minute. Like, I feel like it's so funny because there's so many moments where I should have been so angry at Taylor. I should have been so angry at these other people. And honestly, I was I was more angry with God because of what he was asking me to do. And yet what he was asking me to do would be far greater than anything that I could have imagined. And now I'm just so thankful that I chose obedience mm. because I get to live on the other side of his redemption and his work.
0: Oh, that's so good. So tell me about pre and post how's your marriage now compared to what it was before I'm sure you thought it was great before you knew what I was walking in. <laughs> what is it? What does it feel like to walk on the other side of that?
1: Yeah. So you know it's it's funny, like I go back to thinking about when we first got married and my des- my like my desires to pray with him and you know just all the things I desired to do Cause
0: he was a believer. I mean, yeah. He was, he was and
1: yeah, absolutely. he was, yeah. And I don't think he ever lost his faith. I honestly think he was just in such bondage and had no way to figure out how, like it was. Yeah. It was definitely a sin trap that had him stuck and small choice after small choice. People will take you to a place of bondage. Yeah. And small choice by small choice can lead you right out of it. that's good. good. Yeah. (laughs) I think, you know, the desires that I had at the beginning of our marriage have like, they've now been far exceeded. Like they never really manifested during those, you know, in, in the early years of our marriage and the restored part of our marriage, it's like the desires that I had for it. And then beyond that, um, God has just been so gracious with, Using what he has done in us, the restoration has now brought us to a place where we get to share and we get to war with other people in this battle. That's such a privilege, honestly and truthfully, just to do God's work in, in this after he's already done it for us. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's good. And we're definitely, I would say we're definitely closer. We're definitely better off than we were before not to say that this that if it would have happened you know like i don't want this to have happened obviously and god had a great you know if you know those small choices if they would have been stopped in their track do i think god would have brought us to this place absolutely absolutely but he's
0: faithful he's all he's faithful through it all so good Anything else you want to share, any advice you want to leave or anything you felt you left out that you want to say? Let's just go to a scripture that I just think
1: kept me grounded through all of it, which is in Philippians. And it's just that nothing compares to knowing Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Make him your focus, make him your goal, and everything will flow out of that. He's so good.
0: Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate this podcast and tell all your friends. And of course, catch me over at gainingmyperspective.com.
1: God, I am just so grateful, Lord, um, for the work that you have done in my life and in so many others that have paved the way um, to make all of this possible, God. Um, You're so good in marriage. Your redemptive work for couples, God, it is perfect. You want to see restoration. You want to see healing. You want to see wholeness. And God, I just pray for anybody who is hurting and broken in their marriage. I pray that you would just set a fire so deep down in them that just trusts you no matter what and in your goodness, God. I pray that you would open their eyes to see brokenness the way you see it. I pray that you would heal their hearts in such a complete way that they just know that it was only the touch of God that could have healed them. Mm -hmm. And God, I pray for wisdom and clarity in the confusion of their mess. Mm -hmm. Um, God, I just thank you so much for who you are. And um, God bless everybody listening in Jesus' name. Amen.